0: and gentlemen and welcome to episode 13 of the pond my name is colton Paganon. and today we have a very special guest on uh i am going to introduce him before mike because uh i mean for this being our first uh guest episode I-, I think he's pretty important business especially when it comes down to the draft picks which uh we've talked about curtis a bunch here but curtis thanks for coming on the show today buddy we appreciate it a lot
1: Hey, thanks, boys, for having me. Should be a good one.
0: Oh yeah, it's gonna be good fucking times. I know all three of us got beers right now, so I mean, hell yeah, yeah. two
1: corona. What, else? Yeah. what no else
2: you gonna do on a Sunday afternoon? You exactly. know, you know, I'm riding my Canadian game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, yeah, on buddy. the Stella hype train for a bit, and then I started like I I was out with my parents, and like they were buying a lot of the beer, and now I'm buying my own again. It's like, well. Is it really worth that extra three dollars for a six pack? <laughs> yeah. back. Adds up pretty quick, bro. I'm gonna go, gonna go back to the Canadian game.
0: Yeah. I mean at least for a bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, Until just, I have a paying job. <laughs> yeah, please just please just stay away from the bush light for right now, all right? right now. <laughs> we need to get out of there, all right, Mike? <laughs> bush Ice on
2: No No PBR extra strength yet
0: oh yeah. wait they have that
2: yeah yeah it's like seven percent or something <laughs> holy fuck and it, it tastes even better than regular pbr it's crazy doesn't
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does not at all <laughs> all right well so this episode uh we're going to be talking about rfas and ufas and like a couple trades that have happened so far it hasn't been like the most eventful stuff Um, Mm -hmm. And then we also have the draft on Tuesday, right?
3: I think so, yeah. October 6th. Yeah. Okay.
0: So (laughs) Tuesday, and that is when the episode will drop. So, I mean, all of this right now, what we're saying is like, kind of going to be shed to light shortly after we post the episode. But um, yeah, I think we're just going to be talking mostly about, you know, potential trades that could happen soon because there's a lot of st- like there's a lot of activity going on right now from mm-hmm. a lot of teams that I wouldn't even expect to make moves but like yeah some teams kind of funny have to how make that moves, happens eh? yeah as soon as yeah. the
1: cup gets wrapped up people just start making trades right well, away
2: well and I don't know I don't know if it's like I just feel that way this year or if it's actually the case but it feels to me this year like there's not all, like there's a combination of a lot of really big names available a bunch of teams that are feeling like they're underperforming and are like looking for like serious ways to upgrade. And there's a ton of teams that are really crunched for cap space. Um, So a lot of teams are going to have to get creative. Um, One team I'm sure we'll talk about is Edmonton, Um, but get kind of creative in terms of how they make cap space to try and make some sort of move for a free agent or a trade um, at the draft. So it's going to be going to get really exciting. Um, and a couple, a couple big names signed this past week. Um, the, the main one that we've talked about a couple different times on the podcast already is uh Robin Laner, five years, 25 mil, uh, to Vegas. That's really great to see. I yeah. mean, for Vegas, that's a that's an unreal deal. Um, this guy's insane. Um, and nice to see him get a little bit of job security after. Two one-year deals, kind of proved it back to back. So good, to, good to see him settle in there.
0: It's like gonna I be know. interesting. I That's, a, I see. I know he played so well, and Robin Leonard is a great goalie too. I not mm-hmm. taking away from him whatsoever. But if you're Mark Andre Fleury right now, holy fuck, oh, dude,
2: feels bad.
0: It's, you've, I mean, the guy's a great goalie, and there wasn't necessarily a reason in the playoffs that Mark Andre Fleury didn't get started over or didn't, sorry, didn't start over, like, I don't know. It's just, it's strange to me yeah. just because we've seen him do so much in his career, and yet he uh goes to Vegas where he proves himself so far. I would say it's been a fairly successful franchise, and then next thing you know, Robin Leonard steps up. Okay, yeah, your job's gone already. And it's like, yeah. is this yep. dude going to Seattle? Like, they're probably <laughs> not well going to protect him. You know, they're probably not. So, yeah
1: goes to show you just the difference in coaches, you know? Like, you have a different coach, Mm -hmm. they have a different favorite starting goalie, so as soon as their work came in, Leonard started becoming that that go-to goaltender. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it's weird, because it's one of those situations, too, where it's like, usually your starting goalie has to kind of fuck up to, like, lose the job. This was not at all that, you know? It was Leonard coming in and taking it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. what's I think, uh... Looking up Marc-Andre Fleury's cop hit right now. Anybody know it? No, I don't. Off the top I'd of my say head,
1: probably like four and a half off the top of my head. But
0: let me see. tax-free state,
1: so lender can sign for a lot cheaper for longer wow. term. Yeah. So yeah, it
0: was three years. That's a great deal. Three years, seven mil. Wow. wow. Seven a
2: year for Flurry?
0: Yeah, maybe it was all part of the plan. Okay. <laughs> like seriously, what if it was all part of the plan? They're like, we need three years to get like a solid goaltender, and then we'll find somebody else. He's up. Next well, and Sunday. they had they had
2: Mark Malcolm Subban too, didn't they? Like, yeah. I don't think they yeah. do anymore, or do they? No.
1: Uh, no. I think Malcolm Subban's the backup for Chicago. No, oh, okay, yeah, you're yeah, right. They, yeah, they you're right. Happen, right? It. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Which but, Malcolm? Yeah. Subban's a good goalie prospect. Goalies take yeah, time.
0: Totally. So. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, be good one day, you know. It's...
1: Yeah, I think he would be like yeah. a good backup.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's still pretty but... good from time to time, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, he
2: struggled this year. Was it this year that he played a few games was, for Vegas?
0: I think it was last, last year, he struggled, year he struggled hard, but this yeah. year he actually yeah. played like significantly better.
1: That's mm-hmm. the interesting thing with goalies is it takes time for them to de- develop. And just like yeah. Devin Dubnik was a pretty much backup for the most of his career and then just had a couple yeah. of years where he started doing well and now he's Vesna trophy winner. and. I've
2: seen rumors of him, him moving.
1: To San Jose. I heard that yeah, they were talking true. about just if he's gonna be the right fit for them. So
2: Yeah. Well, I mean Martin Jones, like I mean, I don't know how much you can put on the goalie, like their yeah. their team was kind of just a dumpster fire this past year.
1: I would like to thank um, Martin Jones actually for
2: uh,
1: helping out <laughs> traffic for yeah. for my team. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I think San Jose would have been a decent team if they didn't get the injury bug and had actual goaltending. Yeah. Uh, they,
2: yeah. They well, that's another thing. They're saying that they're like completely healthy now. So, yeah. I mean, one, it would be fun to see Eric Carlson be at the yeah, top his of this game self. for another couple of seasons. Yeah. yeah.
1: but I think you'll see more of that this year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so, other than Laner, uh, Penguins re signed Tristan Jerry, three year, $10.5 million deal. Um, so, just over $3 million a year, 3.5, I guess. Um, that's an interesting one too, because that kind of puts Matt Murray on the trade block. Yeah. Um, and I know there are a couple teams uh, Edmonton being one of them that are inquiring about Murray among other goalies. Um, and Edmonton is a team that definitely would need to clear cap space to bring someone like that in. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get anything done there. If the penguins kind of try and run with two goalies this year. Um, because I forget exactly what the rules are, but if you protect two goalies, you get to protect less players overall,
0: right?
1: Yeah, you have to take it away from one other position mm-hmm. um, in, the, in an expansion draft, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. That would make sense. So,
2: yeah. And that's, and I think that's it's something valuable
1: like,
3: player.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind, it would be kind of weird to protect, protect two goalies um, mm-hmm. just because obviously both of them can't play at the same time. Like other positions can so right um and then other than that we have andre sequeira signed a two-year three million dollar extension or contract um played 57 games this year's for the stars so almost the full full season i believe um and then ali mata going from the blackhawks to the los angeles kings in exchange for brad morrison um Kind of weird to me, like Oli Mata not that long ago was considered like one of the top young defensemen in the league. Um, yeah, and now sure. he's kind of, getting, yeah. kind of getting shipped around. So it'll be interesting if he can kind of get, get his form back in L.A. I mean, yeah. I, guess, I guess they have the second overall this year, but L.A. to me doesn't seem like a team that's trending in, in the right direction at the moment. So no. that, no, that might be so a long. little bit...
1: They got some really good prospects, though. They got Velarde, they got Zeger, or, or Zegers is Anaheim, but they got uh, what's his name? Let's oh see. my gosh, Alex Turcott. That's who it is. Yeah. They got Turcott. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, I'm out of Wisconsin, I'm pretty sure. So. Mm-hmm. You, um, I mean, he's he's, he's one, one of the guys high, they. Right?
2: He's one yeah, of the guys north. they're sending over to Germany, right, or Switzerland?
0: Yes. Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they are. Yeah. We talked about that last episode yeah
2: i'm hyped okay. about that i think that's gonna be great yeah good yeah, a lot of teams definitely. are doing
0: that yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah
2: yeah and i mean i guess we can the the last the, i mean it's not a big one but i think it's gonna be the start of a trend we're gonna see with the the sends this year yeah um <laughs> trading a fourth rounder for, is it Josh Brown, Kurt? Yeah, Josh Brown.
1: I think it's Josh Brown, yeah. Yeah. So understand.
2: Josh Brown is a 27-year-old RFA. Hasn't really shown a lot in the so far in his career. Obviously not like a terrible player by any means, but...
1: Kind of one of um, those players that you only really know if you're a follower of the team. It's like yeah. A player that's in and out of the lineup, you know? Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, and yeah. I mean, having bought out Bobby Ryan's contract, which is also something we haven't talked about yet, the Sens are basically going to have to um, put some extra contracts on the books just to get to the cap floor this year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know financially across the league is kind of rough. Have you heard anything specifically about Melnick, Kurt?
1: I haven't heard anything like yeah. specifically on Melnick. Um, I would love if it was like some rumors about him selling. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best, real, best situation. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's like ideal, a six, four, nine win.
2: I mean, this could be like... This could like, hurt the him. Kind of, yeah, this could be the kind of thing that actually does force him to sell, though.
1: If you're bleeding for this long um, and yeah. not pulling in money, I feel like this... Especially with them going back to the retro two D logo, I feel mm-hmm. like Melnick thinks that he could make make some money that he could stop some of the bleeding financially because people will just go back to buying the jerseys and everything. Yeah, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans and stuff that buys merch with the new the new newer the logo new like logo. Yeah, the new old logo. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to say that, yeah, but yeah. Just <laughs> speaking on the sense cap space, like they got 44 million just under $44 Holy million shit. in projected cap space and their projected cap hit for next year. Cause they have so many RFAs is right now, 38.2 million. So Jeez.
3: they've got a lot
1: of, a lot of money to make up just to hit the cap floor. Like you said. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean, well the, the one question is like, how I like, is it reasonable to expect them to spend much past the cap floor? Um, uh,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't see that happening this year. Yeah. So, well,
2: but also like you you do want to keep in mind like they like they'll need room to bring in like the two two or three first rounders they have this year. Um the the prospects they have in the AHL with like Batherson. Um those are all guys that will eventually have to get paid, right? Yeah. Um Brady Kachuk's yeah. still on his ELC too, right? So Yeah.
1: I think um, maybe Deals being signed now, you could see you go down in like signing bonuses. There's not as much signing bonuses, right? Just because of the situation, mm-hmm. you know, owners aren't getting that gate revenue and everything. So,
2: yeah, yeah, like that's one thing, try, but yeah, like I, I just moved to Ottawa. I'm really hoping to be able to actually attend a couple Sens games this year. Tickets yeah, aren't that's too that's... expensive, but like, hopefully,
0: well, I mean, it won't be too hard not to social distance. <laughs> I just I just sell them like usual. <laughs>
3: I'm,
0: just right.
2: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um but yeah, so I mean, like that's that's one other thing. Like there's so many people kind of like obviously there's the UFAs that we've talked about with like Taylor Hall, Petra Angelo, like really big names. You still have Jacob Markstrom on the market for as a goalie. Um Holtby, Holtby as well, yeah um but like even like looking at trade bait like some of the some of the names like just that tsn are talking about um like we said Dubinick's on like potentially on the move um patrick line is someone that like i'm i i don't really understand the situation um we were saying he's a guy that that ottawa might be able to take a run at
1: I feel like, um, if anything, that makes the most sense because they got mm-hmm. Ottawa's got too many draft picks that they can't draft all these players and have them play in in their AHL program if they come out yeah. of the OHL next year or the year after. So, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, they they're gonna need to add contracts, you know. Yeah. So, and I feel like, like, I don't know what you guys think, but like, I feel like Line A like, obviously, Winnipeg has a better like more information just because they're the franchise that he plays for. So like they see him every day sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they've always been kind of lukewarm on, uh, on Patrick line. And like, there's been rumors. Yeah. There's been rumors about them, like looking to ship him or like not wanting to pay him. They didn't give him a big deal or like a long deal when he signed as an RFA. Um, And it's kind of weird to me, like as a player that can like so clearly score, like 30 goals easy 40 oh, yeah. 50 goals probably um it seems weird to me like that they're so actively like apparently like from all reports he's 100 percent leaving
3: yeah right yeah. That they're
2: they're getting rid of him for sure um and even just from the from the point of view of like if you make that clear you're probably not going to get as big of a return for him right so it's like a little bit weird to me because I feel like you see a player like that, like maybe doesn't fit the Jets, like what they want to build in terms of their style of play. Um, but I feel like he goes somewhere else and just lights it up, man. Like,
1: yeah. Like that could, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, bringing up line A stats right now, you can see that so far with four years in the NHL playing for the Jets, he's had like a very up and down kind of. Uh, career so far like he had mm-hmm. uh he had 64 points in his first year and had 70 the next and then went down to 50 and then went back up to 63 but this year he played 68 games instead of 82 so if you would have like brought that up to 82 games i guarantee you he would have broke his point record like yeah. probably for sure yeah right uh uh-huh. he was his seven points, points per off. game was
2: was really good
0: yeah exactly like you know he was obviously trending in an up direction. It's just, you know, Mm -hmm. I guess for the Jets, they have that little bit of uncertainty. And I mean, their team is kind of oddly built in a sense where their top guys are like, you know, you got old guys, you got like middle guys, and then you got extremely young guys. But like at some point, you're going to have to try to make an actual run and not just like building a team that is going to somewhat be doing well, like it has the last couple of years where they've been a threat. But they haven't been the biggest threat in the West. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well,
2: and I mean, it's hard to judge them off this year's playoff run, obviously, because Line A and um, what's his name, Shifley, were out. Yeah. But like, you look at that team and all of their top guys, like Kyle Connor got paid, um, Blake Wheeler's on the first line, um, and like even Shifley. These are not like Wheeler, Shifley, Connor. Like, those to me are not people that you would really put maybe shifley but like for me those guys are really really high end like kind of depth players like those are not your like you, you don't have like I a top blake. end scorer yeah. there i rate wheeler. like wheeler can dish yeah yeah for say, sure
0: yeah but but you could essentially say that blake wheeler plays similar position to like nicholas backstrom like you're just yeah. essentially feeding Playmaker. the guy who's supposed to score, who is. But exactly, Shifley. that's exactly
2: my point. But well, Shifley or Line, like Backstrom has that Ovechkin, right? Who can just right. rip. Yeah. So it, like, it seems to me it makes sense that you kind of that having that type of goal scorer kind of fits the mold like of what you need in the team. And if you're going to get rid of him, how are you going to replace those goals? You know,
0: with something. Yeah, big. That's, um, that's. I think that's what they're that's aiming the thing. for, right? Like,
2: well, and or like, how do you like you need probably multiple players to replace that type of production? Um, I feel like even if you different. just look at power play, yeah,
1: they need like something on the back end, their mm-hmm. back end needs some help.
0: Well, yeah, well, especially caliber
1: after... goalie, but yeah, not much help. So, Dustin Bufflin, yeah. like,
0: yeah,
1: and nobody uh, really yeah. knows the situation that happened there, but they lost a pretty good defenseman in him, big yeah. body presence. Yeah. So,
0: Bufflin definitely fucked them yeah no yeah, it's weird uh,
2: yeah um but yeah i mean i feel like they're like they're kind of going if they do end up getting rid of Lina, you're going for more of a like islanders type team where it's speed and kind of grit over um like skill in a lot of senses and then like you know obviously shifley and wheeler and connor like those are all very skilled guys Eilers even um but that's kind of an, a, 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 like a plus on top of what they're bringing otherwise. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. Also, I would say like they're one of those teams that definitely um, was at a severe disadvantage not being able to play in front of fans in the playoffs just yeah, because Winnipeg's so fans. insane. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a crazy place.
0: Uh, who, was the, who was the defenseman that uh, Jacob Truba went to? new york who went to new york yeah neil pionk yeah so who i love Pionk's, by the way Pionk's had yeah, a, I great, rate him. a great season like jacob truba looked like it was going to be the better player in that trade and then it ended up like he uh-huh. was like way better like substantially
1: yeah he's and they the have problem. uh he's what he's got the contract slump truba i think he'll have a good year next year Anyone True. that, like, signs their first big deal or a big yeah, deal well, someone <laughs> always has, like, a sophomore slump where they just... I'll never
2: I'll never forget by Brian McCabe doing that in Toronto.
1: Look at Bobrovsky this year. One of the <laughs> oh, my God, release, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Of Holy any starter. He, he was the worst, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're not going
2: to be able lining. to move that either.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, no. liner. I just want to say one thing, but yeah. apparently the reason why they only went with a short-term deal is because they were trying to figure out if Line had like that work ethic because there was rumors years ago mm-hmm. that he was just playing too much video games like Fortnite. Yeah. Um <laughs> not to talk about Fortnite or anything, but <laughs> he was just addicted to these games and everything and kind of wasn't trying and everything. So I yeah. feel like they've always kind of had a disagreement somewhere around there so they don't want to give him the big money, but mm-hmm. he could definitely pop off for a team. I think anyone who makes a trade for them if they don't give up too much is going to is gonna yeah. do well so yeah
2: well and this feels to me like one of those things where it's like for the player it's possible he just will never reach his potential if he stays in winnipeg you know yeah. it just maybe it's not a good fit um and so it, it's i for me i think it's really likely that he'll go somewhere else and kind of make them look stupid like he's gonna gonna have a great career um but I mean, it's not that doesn't necessarily make it a bad idea to trade him because he might not necessarily do that for them. Yeah, um, just the way things that. are going. Do you right? think? Yeah.
0: Do you think that Line A would excel more as like, uh, I don't know, maybe as like a second line right wing as opposed to a, a first line or? No, I think, no, he I a think
2: you just need. A, yeah, you just need a different like team and different mentality. Is my feeling.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you just need um, a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, you know, if he can go to a team that's like a high powered offense, like obviously wouldn't happen, but like lining on Tampa Bay, for example, Yeah, you know, that's a team that will allow him to play his type of game. You know, it's also like, it's
1: by the coach. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, And so like something like that, even Washington, like I can think of a few teams like that where, you know, you can kind of, take advantage of what he brings to the table without trying to change his game to like minimize the bad stuff he does quote unquote, but like also lose a bunch of his offensive potential. So that'll be interesting to see, but I think that's like a huge addition for anybody um, that gets on that as long as they're not giving up too, too much. And it'll be interesting to see what type of return they get as well, because I actually really have no clue. Um, Like obviously they're looking for a defenseman, I think, but
0: yeah, a, a like lot of quite, people, quite I've level. heard a, I've heard a ton of rumors about Line A, but, like, the most recent, like, that I've heard is that, apparently, it's, uh, it's most likely Zadorov, like, for Colorado, it's Zadorov, Tyson True. Jost, and then maybe Ryan Graves to Winnipeg in exchange for uh, Line A. Like, that's what the people have been talking wow. about. So that's obviously rumors right now but I mean if, yeah. if names are being thrown around then you know that somebody is trying to it's work something out on. right so yeah. and Joe Sakic has made like really good calls in the past for Colorado so Patrick line kind of would seem like the perfect fit like I would say line over Taylor Hall if they're gonna pick mm-hmm. like out of the both yeah. of those guys you know what I mean so
2: yeah yeah, and I mean the other the other big name is Oliver Ekman Larson. True. Um and I mean the, the what's really crazy is we we've seen the Rangers dump their cap in um the Mark Stahl trade. Um so they kind of have an opening here for one of these guys. Um obviously they're gonna be bringing in Lafreniere. Most like I mean everybody assumes yeah, he's first overall. Yeah, definitely. Um definitely. So that's already a huge, um, and you can kind of assume that that'll be a big contract a few years down the road. Oh,
0: buddy. Um, Rangers are going to be so scary so quickly. <laughs> it's going to be fucked. Like, they're going to come out of nowhere. Like, they're pissed. already looking really good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like They
1: got handed to them two top three picks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I another
1: think he's one get where it. People don't even remember where no. they got a top four pick in Elias Anderson. Thank God he hasn't done anything for them.
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> so man, honestly, he they're in my opinion, they're like the worst team or best team, depending on which way you want to look at it, that yeah. could have got first this year. Like this, it puts them so far over the top. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um but yeah, so they could take a run at Oliver Ekman Larson. Apparently Edmonton's looking pretty um they're looking for a defenseman and a goalie one of the things there's uh oscar clefbaum has to like he's getting a second opinion on shoulder surgery i think um so he might be on long-term ir which would free up i I guess it's a 4.8 million cap hit um so that would free up that money for them to to bring someone in which could which would definitely help because they're they're right up near the cap um free up some space for a player like that
0: yo okay so quickly and this is just like a talking point but i feel like it's actually a pretty good topic of discussion for for both you guys and curtis i'll let you go first here how how important is it for edmonton to start to be successful like as of next season like how important is it to them as a team to not lose like Connor mcdavid to not lose their like whole office like what what kind of uh like what in your opinion is it like yeah. this they have to win this next season or or Connor McDavid's gonna ask for a trade or like how soon should they be winning? Or how uh, do I, they I don't need think to win? he
1: asks for a trade if they have one more bad year. Like the they've at least been to the playoffs like in comparison Jack Eichel this same year and he hasn't <laughs> even had a chance at the playoffs. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Not even that
1: close. This is the year that they're starting to talk um yeah. about him maybe going just because the GM's new and obviously if you're a new GM, you're taking over a team that previously the other GM probably didn't say that he was on the block, but teams have been calling I've heard, so mm-hmm. just yeah. to see if he's available. But I think it's a big year. They still got uh, Nugent Hopkins signed this summer too, so yes. that's a big piece if they lose that. That's yeah. another big piece that you can't really get back.
0: Yeah, they've um, done a lot for Edmonton for a long time.
1: They need uh they need more people than just uh, Nugent Hopkins and Seidel and McDavid to do all the work. Yamamoto's good, but they need some mm-hmm. more depth to push those bottom lines, in my opinion. So yeah,
2: we, yeah, it's like you look at like the the like that's that uh, Gord Goudreau, um line for Tampa Bay. Yeah, and then you think like if you if Edmonton could have a third line like that, yeah. They fast would be on un- they would be unbeatable. But oh, so instead like they Coleman signed Zach
1: Cassian. Pardon me. Coleman on that line too yeah for Tampa? Yeah. Like fast, fast
0: line. I was gonna say yeah, you're so... like if you could just cut and paste the bottom suit. Yeah, exactly. Tampa Bay and just insert it in. <laughs> take would out, be really take good out Zach Cassian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. I wish <laughs> but, I, no, I think I... a lot of teams want to take, you know, just a slice out of that massive Tampa yeah, Bay seriously. pie. Yeah. We'll
2: just take six of your players. It's fine. That's why. Um, yeah. Holy, Holy shit. Dark. Um. Yeah, I agree with Kurt. I don't think I don't think McDavid asks for a trade right away, especially like you know he's following in the mold of like Gretzky, Crosby. Um,
3: yeah. This is it's just
2: franchise. not. Yeah, it's not considered like a thing for someone like that to ask for a trade, especially as a Canadian. which I actually think makes a difference there. Um, Canadian playing in a Canadian city, Edmonton of all places, like Gretzky's hometown team. So I think he doesn't ask for a trade. I also think it'd be like, obviously teams would make it work, but it's kind of hard to trade like a a $13.5 million contract. Um, And like, I don't know if he would be like given the contract. I don't know who... Would be able to pick him up that he would consider an upgrade. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think for them, like the big thing for me, like I think they easily would have beat Chicago with better goaltending. Yeah. Um, so goaltending for me would be first on the list, and depth. and depth, yeah, and whether that's whether that's defensive depth or offensive depth, um, in terms of not necessarily getting more like secondary scoring. Cause I think that you kind of, you, you, you find with you, at least at, you would try to find within your system. Um, but you know, like they have a couple like Darnell nurse, Ethan bear, both good young defensemen coming up that will presumably only get better. Oscar cleft decent. Um, if you add one more, like good defenseman to that, I think they have a really strong decor. um, And we mentioned Nugent Hopkins, you know, he had actually a really good season this year. Um, So like, you know, maybe, maybe add one, one good depth forward, but those are like, those are the kinds of guys, like they got James Neal. He sort of worked out, worked out for a little bit, bit, kind of fell off a bit as well. Um, But I think like, just looking at like how their cap breaks down in terms of who, what they're paying for, which position. I think like you can't really afford to spend any more money on forwards. Right. Yeah. It's just the, the, given how much you're paying your high end guys. So,
1: yeah, I think uh, just one last point on, on that, but yeah. mm-hmm. Ken Holland, he built the Detroit Red Wings from 1997 to 2018. When he left, when Stevie, yeah. y. went up to Detroit and took over. Ken Holland's yeah. only had a year to deal with this team. I think he's going to put this team in a good position. Uh, it might not Mm -hmm. be this season or the next season, but I think they'll be a
2: a dangerous
1: team in a couple years. I think,
2: yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up though. Because, yes, Detroit was insanely good, and then he all like, I mean, he also you kind of have to give him credit for how bad they are. Oh, right, yeah. Um, so it's like I you hear a lot with Lou Lamorello as well, where it's like, sure, this guy has a ton of success, but. Can he succeed building a team in, like, the current era? Um, and I'm inclined to believe that those guys can. Like, you don't just lose your yeah. Hell intelligence, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But there have been some questionable moves. So, I think I think Ken Holland's done a good job in Edmonton so far from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but it's uh, obviously, it's not also a very easy job given... Oh. Given what they have to work with,
1: yeah, I think Ken Holland was just he had good, open sighted vision where he's like, Why am I going to try and keep this train running a bit longer? I know where it's heading because uh-huh. Zederberg retired, Franzen was done because of concussions, Lindstrom was yeah. retired, Datsuk left, Osgood yeah. left. All their, yeah, I mean, started to,
2: yeah, the, the uh, league ebbs and flows, right? You can't yeah, just win exactly. forever.
1: Yeah, but they had yeah. like a 21 or 20 or 22, somewhere in there, win yeah. streak of being in the playoffs. Like that's, yeah, insane. which is insane. Yeah, and they have a couple of cups sprinkled in there, so
2: <laughs> not too bad, not too yeah. bad of a return. Yeah, they were okay, oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I mean, a lot of that comes from
2: great drafting too, right? which is yep. something I don't feel like Edmonton... Like, I mean, actually, Edmonton has done the opposite of great drafting um, yeah. with their first overalls. Kind of a couple of yeah, them missing in, in the last few years. Um, but that be, obviously, that also wasn't Ken Holland. Um, yep. So now he's kind of going to have to work with like, later picks. Um, and actually, I guess we can move into the actual draft. Sure. Um, yeah. Looking not? at some picks here. So, Kurt, the big Ottawa fan... Um, Oh, actually, one last thing I wanted to ask Curtis about. I know he's going to feel very strongly about this. Is this this
1: the one that you didn't want to ask me until now? Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to tell
2: him before, so we get a genuine reaction. Um, There's reports here that um, Curtis, who I I know he's your favorite player, Cody Cece is going to be testing free agency this year. Um, (laughs) After signing a massive contract with Ottawa, um really really living up to expectations there um yeah. <laughs> traded over to to the Leafs had to, I don't think a terrible season but so Kirk, have, <laughs>
1: what's that your thoughts one of the on the best this one? moments in recent memory for the Sens? in my opinion <laughs> just an absolute duster going to a dust team in my <laughs> I'm, not a fan. I'm not a fan of the Leafs, but I think that playoff shot where he was aiming at like DiGiorno <laughs> pizza on the boards or something like that's an iconic meme now.
3: Yeah. He's oh, just yeah. like
1: a good two hockey nets wide of the net. And that's pretty much sums up Cody CC's tenure with the Sens and the <laughs> Leafs because it's <laughs> the just insurance policy, you know, liability, T- yeah liability yeah. that's the word i was looking for for some, but. for
2: some context i've spent probably five years now listening to curtis complain about how bad cody cc is <laughs> oh yeah
1: yeah and somehow he's still getting paid big money it was just like the most frustrating thing it's like why are we spending money on this guy and apparently well, and, yeah, taylor hall for cody cc was an option on the Dude. board and how do you not take that like Dude. are you dumb you don't take that deal one for one you think you have some like <laughs> eric carlson 2.0 and come on like the there's no way
0: for shit like
1: buddy doesn't know where the net is i think he basic yeah, yeah. eye surgery or something but yeah
0: that was Unreal. like that was like when the fucking Kadri. um what was the exact trade Kadri kerfoot or oh and tyson berry tyson berry was in there too and Callie Rosen. Colorado and Toronto. I had to I listen had to Wes and, and West. I mean Wes doesn't watch a whole lot of hockey, but I kind of agreed with him in the fact that Alex Kerfoot, every time he'd get the puck, he'd be like straight up on a breakaway and shoot the fucking crest in the middle of the jersey. <laughs> like the it was, logo. And every guy, like every Toronto fan I talked to where we're from it's like toronto fans are everywhere it's like at least four out of five people you talk to will be like oh yeah buddy big leafs fan big leafs fan and it's like all right whatever when the trade first happened everybody was like oh my god dude like toronto just won that trade so hard like holy fuck like cadres so just just suspended and like you know oh Kadri sucks yeah. so much dicks and it's like bro okay but But I saw him in the playoffs just get a breakaway, and it's like, oh my god, this could be it. This could be the goal, and then boom, just right into the fucking crest. It's like, and the goals (laughs) he did score, I
1: think, were just dust as hell, too. Yeah, like just a deflection off his jersey, or like just just the goals you would expect him to score.
0: Yeah, it would throw in front, and it just randomly hits off of him and goes in the net.
1: It's he doesn't even know he's a goal scorer, but he's like celebrating with the boys. But yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, but anyways, you can compare them very, very closely between Cody CC and Chris Kerfoot. Overhyped and then fucking sucks ass. Yeah. Anyways, high traffic too, but unfortunate. Was he high?
1: Cody CC. Yeah, I think he was like sit like. Let me see. I think he was in the top ten.
0: I I think I remember hearing that as well. I I think I remember Mm -hmm. hearing that as
1: well. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He was 15th overall. So, just Still out of the ten. high, though. But, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, looking at the draft, we've got, in terms of order, first of all, so we have the New York Rangers picking first, LA Kings second, Ottawa using San Jose's pick third, Detroit fourth, Ottawa fifth, Anaheim, New Jersey, Buffalo, Minnesota, and Winnipeg, rounding out the top 10. Um... And then Nashville at 11. Um, so, I mean, Lafreniere, Alexi Lafreniere, pretty much guaranteed number one. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody thinks otherwise there. The, the Rangers are getting an insanely good player um, and a franchise player that they frankly don't need. No. Um, <laughs> but that's going to be crazy. The one thing they're going to need to... I mean, they need more... Like I feel like wing, ideally for them left or near would be a center um so I mean yeah. it's, it's, you, you still take him there's no question there um I think the first really like the first interesting thing for me is who the LA Kings take it to um Byfield was originally assumed Quentin Byfield was originally assumed to be um kind of consensus number two um but Tim Stutzler, or is it Stutzley? Stutzler. Stutzler. Yeah. Yeah. So Tim Stutzler. Um, I mean, obviously we have Drysadel winning the heart this year. So German, the German development program, kind of is on the on the up and up as it is.
1: Um, a lot of yeah, a lot of former players are going to play in the DEL right now. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of good former NHL talent playing there. That these kids are getting good experience against men. Like they've been talking about Stute's living like the most game ready aside from Lafreniere in the draft. So yeah, NHL yeah. Shape to play this season. So um,
2: and a great skater.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, just a and hard so worker. like yeah what I find interesting, like I'm even looking like different different rankings have him and Byfield interchanged um yeah, The, the one I'm looking forth. at, yeah, the one I'm looking at, they're saying he could even play center in the NHL, although I'm not sure if he has any experience playing center, so I don't know how yeah, legit that is. That. yeah, um so that would be interesting. um I mean, I feel like at three, Ottawa can't really like Ottawa would be happy with either. Yeah, they're going to
1: take or, either or. Ottawa yeah. needs uh, center help. Like, they got Josh mm-hmm. Norris, AHL Rookie of the Year this year. Guy was just ripping it up. Another, like, one of the main prospects coming over in that Eric Carlson trade. People don't even realize. Like, But if you look back on that trade, it was a hard one for the Sens to swallow. Like, being a fan, like, just a yeah. cornerstone generation. Yeah, well, I mean,
2: now, looking forward, it doesn't feel bad.
1: No, it looks like a good trade, but that's... Unfortunate, because Eric Carlson was premier defenseman in the league. Yeah. Probably should have more than two Norrises, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, the there's an run.
2: argument for him having a Conn Smythe. Yeah. Without even making the final.
1: Um, yeah. Um, but Josh Norris, just a good good center. Um, so, they need some center because, help, though.
2: Because Brady, Kachuk is a winger, right?
1: Yeah. Brady and... Yeah. Josh Norris are actually like best friends, which is weird, but it was like prelude into the Carlson trade. The GM comes up, he's like, "It's an unfortunate day, we traded Eric Carlson, but we happen to draft or get Brady Kachuk's best friend." It's like, dude, you just who cares at this point? You just trade like, <laughs> like the, the team's favorite defenseman and player, and you're just like yeah. trying to put like silver lining on it. But that's looking like a great trade for the Sens now. So mm-hmm. essentially, they traded. They traded. Uh, their fourth overall pick last year to Colorado for a third overall this year. So true. uh, True. Should be good though. Should be good. Mm -hmm. Big day. for Tomorrow. Um, Tuesday.
2: Huge day. Um, And like, as they've said, like this is, this could define the franchise. And I think not necessarily in terms of who they pick, because I mean, looking just to go further down, like, Byfield, Stutzle are interchangeable 2-3. So Otto winds up with one of those two. Um, Jake Sanderson, I've seen projected at 4. Um, or Perfetti. He, looked, he looked decent at um, the the World Juniors from what I saw. I actually haven't seen Perfetti projected that high,
3: though.
1: I've I seen him, saw him at live 4 live. and 5. I've seen Who? him at, uh, Perfetti. at 4. For Detroit because he plays for Saginaw, right? Just down the street, and apparently he's had the most meetings with uh, hmm. the Detroit Red Wings. So
2: interesting because I mean, I personally I think Jamie Drysdale is the fourth best player in this draft. I
1: think, yeah, I think um,
2: yeah, yeah. So I mean, if if he could fall to to Ottawa at five, I mean, I think that would be great. This the one, the one projection I'm looking at has him at six. Um, the other one has him at five. Who? Uh, Drysdale. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, even, like, the top ten, you have Drysdale, Marco Rossi, Cole Perfetti, Lucas Raymond, who I've seen projected in the top five in some drafts and barely top ten in others. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about this guy. Um, although, I think he, like, completely snapped for the, the Swedish national team.
1: Yeah, this guy's gross. Mm-hmm. If the Sens take him there, I think if Drysdale gets taken there, they definitely, Ottawa definitely takes Raymond at um, five. Yeah, at five, I think for sure. They need a uh-huh. left winger. But on another okay. one at five, that's been rumored for the Sens because they've been, they just let go of Craig Anderson, one of the winningest goalies for the Sens in franchise history, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad because it's not that many wins, but. <laughs> 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 um, they could get Askarov. I'm hearing that yeah. they could take a potentially franchise-changing well, goaltender at fifth, which would be the highest Russian goalie ever taken in the draft. But and I, don't, I, know, I mean, the,
0: the last Russia's kind of the way to go when it comes to goaltenders nowadays. Like if you look overall, kind of seems
2: like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Hudebun versus Vasilevsky. That's. I think
1: the yeah. the highest other Russian one recently was Vasilevsky at 17. So, mm-hmm. if Askarov <laughs> goes anything before that, that's and
2: like, the okay. last the last one in the top ten was Price.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. But don't they all don't doesn't Ottawa also have like a bunch of good goalies in their system? Like they do more have than good goalies,
1: one goalies. Yeah. Hogberg, right? Yeah, they got Hogberg. He was like a little yeah. bit of a. He was but they leader. it's
2: him. and then Gustavson as well.
1: Yeah, Gustavson. Uh, from. What's it? What was the team? Pittsburgh traded him for Broussard. He's mm-hmm. rumored to be a really good future goalie, but he's just young like that. Yeah. Goalies take a long time to mature. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I trust Ottawa, though. Like, I don't want to talk about Ottawa too much, but I trust what they're going to do in the draft. They've mm-hmm. always been really good draft people, especially in the later rounds. And they've got 12 picks this year. So
0: they just... I think. They have to do a, a good job of like when they draft a the player, they can't let mm-hmm. the player go yeah. after like five or six years. Yeah. Like they got to exactly it, somebody, they have to pay somebody at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: they got to retain the players they draft. Like, Mark Stone, Hoffman was mm-hmm. a draft pick, Carlson, yeah. Alfredson, holy Bishop, f- Ben Bishop, Robin Leonard, like Zabanejad. They had a lot of yeah, good players fuck. that they just <laughs> seem to get rid of. And yeah, <laughs> oh, to make an all-star really team.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but that's no—it's an interesting topic though, because like having three picks in the first round. I mean, we've heard a lot, like just rumors and stuff, um, of like a lot of players being available. As we've mentioned, yeah. um, lots, lots to do in free agency. Um, so then I think the number of moves at like in and around the draft it's going to be really high this year. I, um, yeah, I agree. So it's going to be interesting. Like, can they kind of parlay some of those like, first of all, using like going to free agency, but parlaying some of those picks into like legitimate NHL talent. Um, definitely. Um,
1: well, so sure. the first two rounds four in yeah. the second round, there's definitely going to be a lot of picks move from the Sens. I think mm-hmm. they're going to pay, pick up a big name player to be honest. And, I don't confidently say that a lot with the Sens because obviously ownership—they <laughs> don't seem to pay yeah. people. But I think yeah, they but could. But they have to this year, yeah, right? Yeah. I think they could get yeah. someone big. Yeah. Big
2: yeah, and I mean, so. with with Shabbat, like you basically, if you if you bring in another defenseman, like a Petra Angelo or an Oliver Ekman Larson or something, for example, mm-hmm. like that with, immediately makes your team so much better
1: with a Stutzel or Drysdale or Byfield or Raymond. Yeah. So they're getting yeah. two, two good players. I know that. So
2: mm-hmm. totally. And I mean, like, depending on who you get at five, you, they may or may not be NHL ready right away. No, um, but I think definitely at three, if you get Stutzle or Byfield, yeah. like that's, that's someone they're you're expecting to playing. play in the NHL this year.
1: Yeah, they're playing whoever goes <laughs> third, 100%. So yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. We so be many
0: a... fucking picks, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, if you
1: look at the cap friendly for Ottawa, it's just not even this year. They got three second rounders next year as well. And the first rounders that they have, plus the second rounders, a lot of them are not even late second rounders. Like, they've got, obviously, their Ottawa second rounder, which is the 32nd pick, or the 33rd, or 34th. I can't see it's not showing up, but... True. They've uh, they've got a lot. So yeah, and their pipeline mm-hmm. in the AHL was, is really good too. Well, I almost, they were first in their division before the season ended. So they could have went on to win a Calder this year possibly. So their yeah. pipeline yeah. is stocked full of good players. They can do damage. They just got to keep them. So
2: yeah, yeah, definitely, the... definitely exciting for their development. Yeah. Um, yeah. gonna be a fun one to watch. I back to Askarov like. I've heard so much, like even like a couple of years ago, people you were starting to hear about him. Oh, um, yeah.
1: and sure the juniors.
2: Yeah, and he didn't have a great world juniors this past year. Um but this is like a guy that from like you don't often hear of a goalie this highly rated. Like even thinking like uh Carter Hart, who had Probably one of the best junior careers of anyone ever. Yeah, um, was not rated this highly going into the draft. Um, so I mean, I, I feel like there's a possibility of him getting getting drafted and moved. Um, a lot of stuff that I've seen, like we're projecting him to fall to like tenth or eleventh. Asker um, getting
3: traded. Yeah. Picked Ooh,
2: wow. Picked and moved. Well, because like, so I the the. If he went eleventh, he'd be going to Nashville. Tenth um, would be Winnipeg. Winnipeg definitely doesn't need a goalie. I mean, I guess you could see Buffalo taking him at eight. Um,
0: yeah, but I don't know if I don't know, I don't know if that's gonna be like a direction that they want to go in terms of drafting. Like they already have, uh, I don't know. Dude, who knows what the fuck is gonna happen with Buffalo? I don't know why. They have, do they Talking have a about... draft plan? <laughs> no, they have nothing right now. And to be honest, they might actually they might have to have a draft plan soon because if they get rid of Eichel, they're gonna get a shit ton of stuff for it. So and it's probably gonna be yeah. somewhere along the lines of player and picks or picks and yeah. whatever, but fuck yeah. Buffalo.
1: Also, Arizona got absolutely fondled by John Chaika. Just yeah. <laughs> What an absolute disaster. They're going to either have to just rebuild or... I
2: say
0: they yeah, just sell the mess. team, sell it to a different city, a Canadian city. <laughs> um, yeah, so sell
2: yeah, it to it. Jim Balsillie, get back on that.
0: Yeah, get, like, fucking Quebec back in the league or some shit. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't They're gonna have really have care, they don't to have a They don't have any
1: draft picks. Like, they have none because of what Dude. their management did. So It's yeah, so
2: that's... rough. Like... I can't even I can't even hate on it because I, I like the kind of balls to the wall GM move like in terms of just going for it, because um, like looking at like what Columbus did last year with just saying hey we'll let Panarin and Bobrovsky go we're gonna re- take a run now, yeah, um, so. like I kind of like seeing that sort of thing it makes it exciting to watch and um, it's nice to see that that sort of like kind of gamble pay off. But it feels like Arizona did that without any real idea of where they stood in terms of like team quality yeah. because they weren't really even close. No, and now they're so screwed. Well, and now they're, think they're about so about it this way too.
0: Think about it this way. They, got, they brought in two players who are very skilled, like high-talent players, but both of those players so are not players that you want to bring in to com- like considerably make your team better. Like considerably, I'm talking like on all levels, like a Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski oh. is a guy that you bring to your team and you just immediately become 10 times better. I
2: don't know, dude. You know? I'm pretty sure I would. I personally, I know I'm a little bit higher on Taylor Hall than a lot of people, but I would take Taylor Hall on my team over Joe Pavelski, depending on the team, most of the time. I'd I would see, that's too. The but... <laughs> I,
0: I, that's the thing. is, that Joe Pavelski. It doesn't matter what the team is. He goes to any team. Yeah. He could go to Buffalo and they'd probably make the playoffs. Like, the guy's just no. so fucked. Like, <laughs> no, they would not. <laughs> buddy. Dude, stay, dude, he could, he could go Listen out every shift show. and stand in front of the <laughs> net, and I guarantee you he would do 10 times better on, like, fucking a, a the worst guy
1: can, team. Like, I <laughs> can deflect anything. and mean, yeah. go into the back. Yeah. Like, Having,
2: yeah. Having said that, Taylor Hall won a heart with New Jersey, so...
0: Yeah, that's fair. But I think that that was like, that was the best. Like, that's where he peaked.
2: Yeah, maybe. It may be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And like, Taylor Hall is good. Don't get me wrong. But you can't, like, you can't even make the argument anymore that he's just playing on the wrong team because he's just bounced around team to team like Matt Duchesne. And he's been good and he's been skilled and he's gotten points, but not like he was, like, projected to do when he first started his career. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, it hurts because it feels like the team that's the best fit for him would be Edmonton, um, who are actually apparently looking at seri- like seriously looking at trying to bring him back in. Um, just because of the skill they already have and the speed they have, it oh, yeah. seems like he would fit really well there. Worth so kind of <laughs> sucks right? for him. To, yeah, maybe they'll <laughs> get another first overall somehow.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Like... <laughs> Taylor Hall <laughs> disappeared never... in the playoffs. I know that yeah yeah i mean
2: but like so arizona man like i, I guess kessel has like what a year two years left I think so they is. don't lose him yeah. right away
1: yeah he's out but it's year.
2: like it seems like like with losing hall and then oliver ekman larson on the trade block apparently like if you get rid of oliver ekman larson you're basically committing to a rebuild right oh, yeah. like that's your marquee player
0: well see the thing is is that they have to choose a direction because if they yeah. go for the half and half, they get fucked even more. Because yeah, we've oh, talked dude. about it. Remember we talked about it might not, not have been last week, but it might have been two weeks ago where we talked about their like just their status and they have so many RFAs know. and they, UFAs and that, UFAs they, have that sign. they have to sign. It's, yeah. their it's their whole team. You know
2: yeah. what I mean? Well yeah, so, and yeah. they're they're one of the teams that apparently has like a internal cap that's below the cap ceiling, so they can't even. They don't even have that much flexibility. Yeah. Um. So I mean, shit, man. So wait, when's their first pick? The third round this year. This year, and then the second round
1: next year.
0: Uh. Let me see. I don't know
1: if they get any first rounder next year. To be honest. No, no,
0: no they 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 have a they second round next year. They don't have a first. Oh yeah. 2022 yes. they get their first round and then <laughs> 2020 they have one like they have fourth fifth sixth seventh round pick but that's a <laughs> uh okay conditional pick if taylor hall resigns or the coyotes win a playoff round the 2021 third round pick upgrades to a 2021 second round pick oh so they'd lose that. So they'd lose that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. In hey, really, 2021, they have, uh, really hate they have two fourth round picks, so if we know where the well, talent's going to come, it's going to be from that 2021 fourth round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so fucked. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, but- the St. Louis Blues would be willing to do a sign and trade with Petrolangelo so yeah
2: well and hey 2022 is Shane Wright's draft year so yeah you you never know you you could just be starting the tank now yeah (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, um (laughs) so is there anything like uh, one thing that I also wanted to talk about too is like this draft out of the top 10 picks there's four centermens which is like that's got to be good because I know that as much as like defensemen are a a highly sought after thing in the league right now especially like right handed like right shot defensemen are super you know like all all the teams want them it doesn't matter what team you are you want one of those guys But it seems like centerman is also because there's a ton of teams that lack a lot of depth in in the center position and I feel like for like seeing the projected mock drafts and obviously they're going to be somewhat different but if you say like uh byfield and stutzel go like 2 3 doesn't really matter who right then yeah, LA yeah. and Ottawa are getting centermen which is exactly what they would need I would say like you know what I mean and then uh it says also Buffalo and Minnesota would be getting centers as well with Marco Rossi and Anton Lindell so I mean it's kind of like regardless all these teams are going to be getting good centermen which I mean, Buffalo needs a centerman. They need everything, so it's like why not start by right <laughs> down the middle, right? So Yeah,
2: that they're just pick the best yeah. player available at that at this point, I'd yeah. say.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't Sorry. know. Sorry. You look at Minnesota too, if they were to take Lindell, and that's just this one site, but I mean it could be any sort of like uh-huh. pick at that point. But Minnesota, regardless I'm gonna say it right now, Minnesota, regardless of the pick, whether it's uh, defenseman, whether it's right wing, left wing, center wing, or center wing, apparently, it's not gonna make a fucking difference because Minnesota is just always going to be in the middle. They're never going to You're be bad, lose. they're never gonna be good, they're just gonna be right either come ninth, here.
2: either yeah. come ninth, or lose in the first round, yeah, every year,
0: exactly. That
1: was yeah. kind of what Ottawa did for so long, yeah, yeah. drove me nuts.
2: It hurts, man.
1: But, um, yeah. just and on what, the draft, real quick. One more thing. I think Rossi and Jack Quinn, Marco Rossi and Jack Quinn could be names that go a lot earlier than what most people are projecting them to do. I've heard yeah, the Quinn's 67s
2: the, had a year, eh?
1: Yeah, Jack Quinn's one of the most pure goal scorers that has been around in a long, long time. And Marco Rossi is just, he's a small player, but the guy had 120 points last year in the OHL and it wasn't Jeez. even a full year. Like, Jesus Christ. insane. And, <laughs> Yeah, he just looks like almost like that DeBrincat type, but almost better. Small. Well, dude, fast. I think. Potential player. So,
2: if there are teams that are still not picking people because they're too small, like yeah, no, it's insane. Especially after the playoffs, Braden Point had like, come yeah. on, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like come on.
1: If yeah. you're fast and you can move in and out of people, you're you're going to be a good player in the NHL, especially yeah, right now. Yeah,
0: speed is definitely like. You know, if a player has speed, it doesn't matter their size.
2: No. Well, and I feel like the player development has gone to the point where the OHL in general and like a lot of those um, like youth leagues are stronger on aggregate than they used to be. So like to be someone that's at a physical disadvantage like that and still do that much damage, you have to be so much like you've you be significantly better at hockey and yeah. that it, that translates to NHL a lot better. Like in the past, yes, there have been players that were too small and like weren't able to make it. But nowadays I feel like if you can do it, like it's not you there's not as much concern about whether it translates to the NHL or not. Yeah. Um and like I would err on the side of they'll be able to do it and prove me wrong as opposed to you know <laughs> I'm not gonna pick them Prove me wrong, like be good, you know. So, yeah. 100%. um, one hundred. I think, like, yeah. So one one interesting thing, like talking about positions, um, like obviously Jamie Drysdale is, I think, the highest overall rated defenseman in the draft. Probably going to go top five. Um, I personally think he's a lock for top five. I think he's insanely yeah, good. I do too. Um, yeah, but um. 100%. Like the on the couple of the different sites that I'm looking at, like some have Drysdale ahead, like at like Drysdale is usually in the top seven, but some of them have Jake Sanderson like as high as four. One has him as low as fifteenth, um, and as the second, like as the second defenseman in the draft after Drysdale. So it feels like there's like a huge gap there in terms of.
3: How Someone's people
2: pick off the board. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, And I mean, you go... Like, this draft kind of seems to have a consensus top three. Um, and then four to, like, ten could go anywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could... I personally, I could easily see Perfetti falling out of the top ten. Um, although... He's been, he's been someone that's been on people's radars for, for a year or two now as well.
0: Yeah, a long time.
2: Um, so, I mean, it's going to be, I, I guess at a certain point, it kind of falls down to what, what the teams need. Um, but, like, looking at a lot of those top, like the teams picking at the top, it's like you guys can't even really afford to. Like, you're looking at Anaheim. Anaheim's the only thing you can say about Anaheim is that they probably won't draft a goalie. Um, you know they do. Yep. They have a bunch of Americans, so maybe that's somewhere where Sanderson would fit. Just like have some continuity with um some of the the guys out of the develop, US, U.S. development program from the past yeah. few years that they have. Um, the, the Devils. Is I mean, yeah, Zegris sure.
3: is nasty. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, man. The U.S. development program is starting to get scary. Like. Yeah. Like, That's well, Kurt, we'll have, to, we'll have to get you back on for the Olympics episode, but, like, looking at the men's, like, the U.S. team and, like, oh, yeah. some of their young guys, it's crazy. It's kind of hard to believe that they yeah, haven't World been Cup. more successful at World Juniors, yeah.
1: World Cup would be great, too. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Um,
1: yes. But uh, I was going to say something about Perfetti. Um, the big concern for... Draft, or I guess they call him scouts. <laughs> <For> scouts <laughs> was that he scored a lot of goals. He was always really good at that position, fast skater on the break, good two way player. But he could never really dish the puck. And this year he started passing more. I actually mm-hmm. saw Perfetti play twice, and honestly, I didn't understand the hype at all. But that that, was that, thats year. how I felt
2: when we went when we went to yeah. see him. I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, like
1: I didn't like, even really notice him on the ice. Like I'd have to like yeah. purposely look for his number.
0: He but, was in the box half the game. <laughs> yeah, he
1: was. He got a lot of penalties that game.
0: Yeah. Um, I was gonna say when we went, I legitimately didn't even know that he was like I didn't even know that he was on Saginaw. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like you guys were like, Oh yeah, Perfetti's on Saginaw. And I'm like, What? Where is he? Like yeah. non existent. But he started to
1: pass it a lot more and the guy can dish it too. So that's yeah. I I mm-hmm. honestly think there's a good chance he goes to Detroit. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. A real good chance um yeah but if detroit doesn't take him there i i could see a lot of other teams passing up on him and he man drops.
2: well and like so. that's one of those things where detroit like with with steve Iserman at the helm i'll be confident in whoever they draft like they oh, could yeah, draft absolutely. some guy that's not even projected top 100 yeah. and <laughs> i would i would be like okay i guess yeah. he's good <laughs>
1: you yeah. guys so. built majority of tampa but Brisbois mm-hmm. put on some good finishing touches to help yeah. win yeah. the cup so
2: oh yeah well and that's that's one other interesting thing that i wanted to talk about like you look like so many times people are like oh they overpaid at the deadline this and that um Mm -hmm. you could say that about tampa and it once once you win it's not an overpayment right you paid what you paid um but i feel like that type those types of additions um and the willingness to get like to lose picks for like the kind of that kind of win now mentality, especially going into this draft with what seems like so many pieces on the table and so many teams having so many holes they have to fill sort of thing. Um, I feel like we might see a lot more of that teams like, um, Toronto or Montreal who have the financial capability to like kind of out muscle teams, especially given how things are going with COVID. Um, that if they can clear up the cap space, they might just kind of bully teams out of the UFA market. Um, make some, like, I think this year, like, some we might see some crazy trades um, oh, yeah. at the draft, you know? I think so. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. Like, are teams willing, like, either are teams willing to give up a lot to move up in the draft? Because I think if you can get into the top 10 like you're getting a really, really good player. Yeah. yeah. No matter, no matter what order they go in. Um, but also the other way, like, I guess top 10, you don't really have any immediate contenders outside of <laughs> the Rangers, I guess, <laughs> 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 and maybe Winnipeg. Um, but then like Edmonton at 14, Toronto at 15, um, like Carolina at 13, even Florida at twelve, like these are all teams that are sort of in win now mode. You know, yeah. like Carolina's still developing a bit. Florida, who knows what they're doing? Like they could either rebuild or I, I heard somewhere that everybody on their team is available other than Barkov. <laughs> so I mean, like I guess obviously you're not gonna trade Barkov, <laughs> but like yeah, so they are either straight rebuilding or maybe take another kick at the can with with their current lineup. Um That's a sad Carolina story like in
0: Florida. Yeah.
2: Yeah, br- brutal. But like definitely Edmonton, Toronto, like 14-15. Those are both teams that are looking to like be competitive and like challenge for cups now. So, you know, that everyone's looking like Toronto draft a right-handed D man. Like you need a right-handed D blah, blah, blah. And it's like, are you really going to draft someone at 15 that you can expect to fill that hole? Like Um, as soon as possible. Exactly. Or can you kind of like move that, move the pick or move some prospects, something. Yeah. And see if you can get anyone in. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're tight, tight on cap space. Right. But, um, they're they're one of the teams, especially with Dubas, who I think is is one of the he thinks one of the most outside the box of yeah. any um, any of the, the GMs in the league right now. I mean, I would expect some some wild shit to go down there, to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to stand pat with their with their current roster
0: no no they need to do something if they want to win. i think they trade a big name player to be honest yeah well i mean they kind of at this point they have no other moves like their moves are very limited as to what they can do to like actually bring something in that's going to make a difference not just like you know make a trade for a guy that's just going to somewhat fill somewhat of a gap like we're they need to make a change that is going to push them over the hump that they can't get over which is like the first round you know what I mean? Well, and so, the one
2: thing, like, they have what? Morgan Riley's their only D- NHL D man signed.
0: Yeah.
2: Right now? Yeah. Like, they lost CeCe. They lost Barry. Um, who the fuck else did they have? They,
0: did they have Muzzin? Um, for they a lost. More years? Uh, yeah. Do they, they, they have Muzzin? They Okay. Okay. The so they year. have
2: Muzzin. Yeah. Um, But, like, either they're calling up, like, two or three AHLers. Um, Muzzin and who, Riley
1: are good, but.
2: Yeah. 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 Totally. But, like,. You know, so there, there's something, they, they need something there. Um, but I mean, Kurt, like we, me and Colton have talked about it on past episodes. Yeah. Um, about Freddie Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. and my, my thing is that like, he's a good goal. Like he's a great goalie that basically gets you into the playoffs every year. Incredible regular season, like win rate. Yeah. Um, can play like a workhorse can play a ton of games. He's like 65, felt,
0: 70 games.
2: Yeah. I feel like he doesn't have like, he has a very high floor in terms of when he plays not that great. He's still a legitimate great starting goalie, yeah. but I feel like he never really, at least when it comes down to it, like crunch time, I, yeah. I don't feel like I've ever seen Freddie Anderson steal them an important game. I completely um, agree. Yeah. And so, like, it's, it's obviously a risky, risky move to move on from him just because you could just end up with a worse goalie. Yeah. Um, but, like, thinking about their top pieces, like, Marner, I think, is almost impossible to trade given what he did this year yeah. on the contract that he has. Um, I, you don't trade Tavares or Matthews, you don't trade Morgan Riley. I, I personally no, I personally like Nylander more than I like Marner. Like, I don't I think Nylander's sense. a better player.
1: Yeah.
3: Sorry, Nylander so what with the money?
2: No, totally. Totally. Um, I feel like Nylander in a bigger role could give you similar to what Marner is giving you yeah, for half the price. Exactly. But like, so I if you but assuming you can't really move Marner's contract, how do you even like is, is Anderson the piece that you move?
1: Uh, I I don't think so. Not this year, in my opinion. I agree yeah. with you though. I don't think Anderson. I like Anderson. Like I go for yeah. the leads when my team's not in it. Yeah. I love going for the Leeds because all my friends are cheering for them too. I don't want to see my friends' teams always just do shit, like
2: <laughs> unless they're like playing a lot.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, when the Leafs came back in that one game against Who are they playing in the first round again?
2: Columbus. Oh yeah, Columbus. That was a banger. They
1: came back in that one game to keep it alive. That, I was that buzzing. I was so wasn't hyped. Even, like I don't like the Leafs at all and I was buzzing when that yeah. happened. Yeah. Um just one of those crazy comebacks like San Jose on Vegas last year in game 7. Like you just don't see yeah, it coming. Shit. Like you're oh. almost signing off for the night on the game and everything and then some wild comeback makes you remember why hockey is the best sport yeah just because <laughs> swing, swings yeah. and uh, momentum can happen so abruptly and you just take over the game and win it and can lead you to a cup potentially um but yeah. i don't think anderson has it when it's like matters the most he gets like a little rattled almost in my opinion yeah he starts like overplaying the net and i don't know he's a he's a good goalie i think he could win a cup i just don't know if he's going to give you those yeah. good opportunities all the time
2: well, yeah. and especially with the like, the way Toronto's team is made up, they're not made up uh, around like their goalie is not really being put in a position to succeed. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: Like they don't they don't protect their goalie very they well.
1: Terrible this year. They just had yeah. a terrible
0: year, in my opinion.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. The,
0: I was, was going to say uh, the exact same thing, Mike. But like Anderson,
2: like say Anderson on like New, the New York Islanders. I feel like would be insane.
0: Oh,
3: yeah.
2: Um, just because they, like, yeah, the the way they play the game is different.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, so. it's, I don't know. I personally, like, I would probably defend Anderson a little bit more than you guys just because I think, like, having...
1: I rate him. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's not a bad goalie. It's just the... Like Mike said, you got to look at their kind of a system and they're very, very run-and-gun offense and they give up chances on going the other way. And it's like a lot of the times like when you're when i'm watching a toronto game i'm expecting like toronto at some point to give up like multiple grade a scoring opportunities somewhere yeah. in the game and it's like a lot of teams need goalies that are going to always like like pretty much like carry them like carry them as in like carry price you know what i mean like i'm talking that kind of level <laughs> carry you know so it's where you can make mistakes and your goalie is going to bail you out because he's just always going to make the save and you know it's yeah i mean it's tough just because toronto doesn't really have a fully rounded team like it's very top heavy and and when their top guys aren't performing then toronto doesn't do well it's it's just if we've seen it so many years and it's like if it's. If they're going to take the next step, getting rid Mm -hmm. of Freddie Anderson is not going to be that next step. No. I mean,
2: my thing is that like they don't the way they the way they play, they don't need really a goalie that makes all of the expected saves. They need a goalie that like maybe occasionally lets in a really shit goal, but also will just make like five or six saves that you would never expect a goalie to make like every few games. Yeah. Um the two nothing loss to to Columbus was the one that stood out to me. Um where the second goal was an empty netter and the first goal was like a bad kind of from a weird angle under the blocker. Um right. and it's like you just you you needed not to let that in, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: Um and like obviously that's one shot and he's still I think don't get me wrong, he's still a great goalie. Um but I would be curious to see if they do do kind of look to to move on from him. Um, even, like, I mean, it's hard, too, because, like, how are they going to fit someone that's theoretically better into their cap? Um, but, but we'll see.
0: We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could go in a bunch of directions. But... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think they trade or get rid of Anderson this year. Um, unless it's like a, uh, they have an improvement waiting for yeah. them, or like I know they have Cascasuo. I don't know, like I'm not big on the Leafs, but mm-hmm. I heard he's pretty good. But um, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I mean, I think no it's fair. You give on. you you give the roster one more year under Keith. Honestly,
1: a lot of people around here would say there's no way they trade Mitch Marner, but they got John Tavares for free. Maybe if you didn't make him the captain, he could have been traded, a free asset, but that would have been a hard one to sell because obviously he signed there to play for Toronto, not another team. Yeah. But I think Marner, I don't know. Marner or Matthews. I could honestly see Matthews getting traded soon. Um, Wow. His, his is a different situation. He's only on a five year deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's like a lot of people around with the sentiment think that he's going to leave after five years. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Um, And you definitely get the most for him out of all of those guys.
0: definitely.
1: You'd they're going to have to
0: like, lose someone. You'd be getting, like, uh, I would say probably a decent amount more, in ca- like, in comparison. And this is not just because they're from the same draft, but it is mostly because they're from the same draft. Lion- <laughs> and Matthews, you know what I mean? Both yeah. guys that have that goal-scoring potential. And it's like, you know, l- Austin Matthews Austin to Matthews. Toronto is like, you can expect that guy to at least snipe one once a game, I would say. Unless... Yes they're going through a serious drought, which other than that, he's a pretty consistent goal scorer. Same with Patrick line. As we said, he didn't play the full 82 game season this past one, but he was only yeah. seven points off, which he was rolling near the end until he got hurt. So it's like.
1: He's patented that, like that whip shop. Awesome. Yeah. It's like, he Just like Release. snaps it, but it's like, yeah, goalies don't know when the puck's coming off. It almost reminds me of Joe Sackick when he yeah. was just beating goalies. Like, your parents would be like, shoot like Sakic if you were like shot, like, <laughs> wrist
0: shot or something. And yeah, wicked release. The puck, you
1: can't just read, you just can't read the puck off of a stick. It's just like a backhand. Backhands, you can't like goalies have a hard mm-hmm. time reading backhands because they don't know where it's going. So, right. Um,
2: yeah,
1: just, I mean, that much better.
2: There was talk because that the Rangers were bailing Mark Stahl to try to get Eichel. Really? Um, yeah, I
1: yeah. heard that actually.
2: Yeah, um, Matthews could work there as well, but so though the, all the things are saying Matthews to Arizona, but what yeah. about what about Eichel and Matthews teaming up in Arizona? The only problem is Arizona doesn't have anything to give Toronto or Buffalo.
1: They have nothing. Yeah. They might <laughs> be hear. able to have Jack Eichel and Austin Matthews play for you as the only players next year. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Can, can we just not field like a full roster? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I know they could call Biz back probably. He'd be on yeah. Oh, yeah. Get him back <laughs> on the bench. He's got
0: some years left in him, so. Yeah, veteran, yeah. veteran minimum.
1: Yeah, <laughs> my full lifetime, oh. no, no fights.
0: Oh, I don't even want to talk about Arizona. They're just in such a bad, bad it's place such right a now. Mess,
3: oh. dude. It's
2: a mess.
0: Yeah, and they um, don't even—they like we said—they don't even have picks. Like one else, one for, pick,
1: you're so. gonna see more light shed on it when it gets to that opportunity. But for now, they're just kind of going through a shit show. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's
2: a complete mess. So, wait, what even happens? Like, they lose their pick? Does it go to anyone? No. Or do just less people get no. picked?
1: I think just... They just have it in the same order, just Arizona doesn't pick. So the pick is just, like, you know how it would be, like, highlighted if they had it? <laughs> I think it's just going to be not highlighted.
0: That's so bad, bro. So they uh, still
1: the same amount of picks, oh, just man. Arizona selects no one.
0: Because this True. year it says that New Jersey is picking 18th and it's a trade the first round pick trade from Arizona yeah that's so, yeah, the one
2: that they got yeah. they got from the Taylor Hall trade
0: yeah
1: that's why they had um, to make it next year's pick because they already gave away their pick otherwise it would have been this year's right yeah You can't just be like oh yeah to that
2: New would New be, really really be like
1: oh we're taking your pick away because Arizona violated yeah. a rule so you got yeah. to do it the next year
2: yeah. so New Jersey for them yeah, New Jersey also has three in the first round, eh? Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. Fuck
0: um, New Jersey. Late a lot of
2: yeah, kind of. Um,
0: They've just gotten so and lucky like, so many years in a row. It's fucked.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, and like, I don't know the bottom half of the draft in terms of the prospects available that well. Um, yeah. But presumably, if you draft well, this draft, like, given the high end talent, Everybody else is just getting pushed down. I would expect the bottom half of the draft to, to have a couple of real hidden gems in there. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. Depending that on things, how things play out, of course. But
0: You always love to see it, I too, because to see because it you, too, because you... I, I don't know. You don't necessarily hear about these guys in the bottom half, but then you just... As time goes on, like a year from now, two years from now, you hear one of these names being said a lot. And it's like yeah. crazy to think that just a couple of years ago... I mean, these guys are young. Like, these guys are fucking young. And that's the thing is, like, you know, I'm 23, and some of these guys are, are just so crazy talented, and I'm like, holy fuck, I can't believe this person is younger than me. Like, a 2000. Yeah. Baby, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so weird yeah. to... Oh, these fuck. kids yeah. live and breathe
1: hockey. Like, yeah. they've just been going to these camps. Like, basically, you're starting to see now just, like, the elite level of training that... I remember when we used to play hockey just like it was always like March break was hockey camps. Anytime you had time off was hockey yeah. camps and like after school sometimes like my parents would put me in like power skating and stuff. Like like you can, yeah. you, can you can do a lot of things. That's the only unfortunate part about hockey is it suffers sometimes because it's a more of an expensive sport. But Yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah, it, it, but if you, you have the money yourself. you can make good good hockey players so yeah
0: i i always when i was younger i didn't necessarily understand like why hockey equipment was like so expensive and now it's like i don't know i would say it's hasn't there's like, a lot of tech in it price. now like has it necessarily changed i don't think so i remember i was shocked at how cheap skates were yeah.
1: yeah, you can. Yeah, just as long as they're not the new, yeah, the new ones.
3: Yeah.
0: Fuck. I don't know, cause I I don't know. I never knew how much shit was when I was younger, but it was always like you know I thought fairly reasonable price, and then I got older and I was buying new shit, and I'm like, holy fuck, like yeah, it was like two hundred dollars for like pants and elbow guards, and I'm like, holy fuck, yo, like. Yeah, you know, when
1: you're a kid growing out of that stuff, you grow out of it pretty quick. Like,
0: yeah, yeah new shit every year.
1: Yeah. yeah, I remember me being a tall guy, like new skates every year, pretty yeah. much. So,
0: holy shit! I get expensive. That been a nightmare.
1: Um, even like, Fuck you know it again? just. The- it's <laughs> my dad just going just going up to the sports check counters going what the fuck like,
3: <laughs> like so i have
1: 330 dollars for two like skates for a year plus you're paying hockey fees and everything like
2: yeah yeah but i think just even ice time is not cheap
1: yeah, yeah. holy
0: fuck. Yeah. i wish there was a cheaper alternative because if i could if i could buddy. Every day. Mm-hmm. Be out Pond, every bud. Days. Yep.
1: Yeah. I so saw a yeah. lot of rinks that are doing like uh, random, but are doing uh, water like collection systems to try and keep the the fees down. So when they ever have the Zambonis go and scrape the ice and everything, get all the snow, they'll put it on like a big open pad area and it'll melt. And they'll just reuse that water, save some money on. As oh, I bet shit. they use wow. a shit ton of water spraying, right?
2: Yeah. So, Huh. that's smart
1: hopefully hopefully bring it down and reuse the water so that's actually mm-hmm. a, good that's a good call Fuck. yeah
2: yeah hopefully hopefully the pond season this winter is not too affected by uh yeah by social distancing guidelines and whatnot yeah um Fuck. because buddy i am i am looking forward to getting some some pond yeah. hockey yeah. in
1: getting back if anyone's listening you gotta play yeah. hockey to really understand yeah. why it's a fun, fun sport, once you yeah, start yeah. playing it, you really get invested. So
0: it's addicting. Yeah, to watch and to play. It's yep. right, that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that this is solely a hockey podcast, but you know.
2: Yeah. Well, hey, man. Like, I'm in Ottawa. I'm gonna be able to skate on the canal, oh, but yeah. I don't think I don't think you're allowed to play hockey on the canal. So I'm gonna have you to find some parts. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, I, I will have to look into that then.
1: There's a lot of outdoor ranks in Ottawa.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm expecting to to have,
0: have I'm plenty. I'm sure they of usually time. have
1: a tournament on the canal. Like a mm. hockey tournament.
0: That'd be sick.
1: But probably not this year.
0: Might have oh, to yeah,
1: definitely not.
2: put my name in the free agent pool for that. Yeah. <laughs> Get cool someone story, to sign though.
3: me up. Big sign. <laughs> when,
1: when the senators were like one of the first teams in the NHL, I guess. Uh, When it was like the cup, if you ever seen the Stanley Cup, like the actual cup on the top, it was just that Mm. like goblet. And uh, I think they were playing Gatineau. So it was Ottawa Silver Sevens against the Gatineau whatevers. Um,
3: (laughs) But basically
1: (laughs) Ottawa won the game that night, like 16 to five or something. And the whole team got absolutely wasted and was skating on the canal. And they basically just slung the cup on the ice out into the middle of the canal and just left it there. Cause they all were just drinking and forgot about it. Anyways, next day they went and uh, picked it up and it was still there, but just a cool story about the cup. Like the cup was on the canal for, for a good, like 12 hours. Someone That's randomly crazy. just could have stolen it, but cup's been around for over a hundred years. So
3: yeah,
2: absolutely. Hardest
1: trophy, Hardest trophy to win most history. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Beauty boys. Beauty. All right. Well, what do you do you guys have anything else to, to touch on before we uh, sign out or No. Thanks. We're not really, me, man. We're pushing yeah, on I am, an hour 30 right now, so
2: just saying I'm absolutely pumped um, for this draft in the ensuing couple of days because oh, I like some of these I, I I have a feeling some of these moves are going to be nuts and yeah. at the beginning of, by the beginning of next season like who we consider favorites in the league are, is going to change dramatically. Um, so I'm just excited to see where some of these free agents land. What, if any big moves happen. Um, and even just the draft order. Like, I feel like even Stutzla and Byfield two, three is like a little bit up in the air. Um, four to 10, I feel like is relatively interchangeable. So it's going to be fun to see.
0: Oh yeah. I'm looking yep. forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. And we yep, will, me. I mean, the the day that we post the episode, like I said before, is the day that the draft is. So, I mean, yeah. like we said, we don't know who yeah. is going where, but it's going to be at least anybody in the in the first round is going to be getting high talent uh, and, and a good player that they can hopefully keep around. But if you're Arizona, well, sorry, <laughs> <bat> <laughs> fucking blows, I guess. you
3: can go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly.
0: But. Um yeah, guys, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh we will um, see you next week. Uh yeah, with the post draft epi. Yes, of course. Uh Curtis, thank you very much for coming on and we'll see you again soon, obviously. Um, oh,
1: thanks boys for having me. Yeah, no, I'm gonna thanks, see bud. Curtis in about, to talk about some hockey, so
0: yeah. Fuck I'm gonna yeah. see Curtis in about two minutes when I walk out of my bedroom, but you know, it, it <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, uh <laughs> the olympic episode will definitely have to get you back on kurt because that'll be yeah. a good time uh yeah. we're gonna do a top 20 best players i don't know when we're gonna do that but at some point yeah. we will do that maybe and then, maybe like beginning of next season yeah yeah Something exactly like apparently it's yeah. the season is supposed to be soon they said what it was december they're trying to start in december so jeez crazy shit i know we'll talk that's, about that that's more sweet. next episode because so, yeah. this yeah. was uh per yeah. Elliot Friedman, per I'm, pretty Friedman so. I'm pretty sure so true yeah Man, can't guys?
2: go that long without hockey chill gotta yeah. have something to do all winter
0: exactly they can't it's like sorry guys i know your off season was a month and a half but
2: yeah you're not the people we care about yeah.
0: <laughs> fans need hockey yeah that's the important part we can have shit to talk about and be entertained by so exactly um but yeah guys uh thank you very much for listening if you've made it this far uh remember to follow us on twitter at podcast underscore pond and uh yeah kurt thanks again and uh yeah guys uh we'll see you next time uh peace peace